Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of this replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Now today we're going to be talking to Dr. Mike Turner. And if you haven't heard of the concept of a medical gym, you are going to get quite an education this evening. For lots of us who are concerned, you know, you want to go to the gym, maybe you don't know exactly what sorts of things you need to focus on. Or even if you do and you develop a medical condition and want to know how safe is it to go back to certain levels of exercise, we are going to learn that and more today. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Mike Turner. Thank you very much, Kathy. Well, I'm happy to have you here. Now, I have to tell you, you're the only person I know, the only physical therapist who has not one, not two, but three physical therapy degrees. You just couldn't get enough, huh? I'm, I'm a lifelong learner. I love it. Uh, it's my hobby. It's my job. It's my, my fun. <laughs> and you teach it now, too. I do. Absolutely. I, I teach orthopedic manual therapy primarily, orthopedics and, and um, some sports, science and sports of running and, and fitness type stuff as well. Well, and I think that need to constantly be up to date because of the educational portion is really part of what must drive you to continue to know what's going on because people are looking to you to be the conduit of the latest and greatest in medical information about physical therapy. And you kind of have to be up to date. Absolutely. If you don't keep up to date, you're going to you're going to fall behind the curve pretty quickly. And and that's one of the reasons I think I enjoy teaching so much is that it almost forces me to stay up to date. If you don't, you're always going to have someone in the class that sort of calls you out and goes, hey, but what about that journal that just came out last week that says, the la, 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 you know, the opposite of what you just said? <laughs> and you're like, oh, OK. Well, let's talk about falling behind the curve, because one of the things that happens as a lot of people get older is that, you know, the enthusiasm to go work out, to do all that exercise that maybe you have when you're younger. As you get older, you get into a job, you start winding up with a lot of responsibilities and you, you know, you work all day. You might be sedentary. You might not be able to do as much activity after work, you got to go home, take care of family, etc. This is the kind of situation where as we get older, our body changes. What are some of the natural things that happen as we get older that going and doing something fitness oriented can help to avoid or even treat that condition so that it doesn't get worse? Well, there's a whole host of things that naturally happen to everybody as we age on planet Earth. You know, you've got postural changes that take place particularly uh, in our culture where we sit so very much. Um, in addition to the, the stooping that comes as, as we age, uh, you've got muscle loss. Uh, we call that sarcopenia. You've got bone loss, particularly with women, but some men as well. Uh, osteoporosis is the, the term for that. And then your joints also start to stiffen um, naturally to some degree and far more than, than is healthy in many, in many cases. Um, one of the things we see uh, very naturally occurring but accelerated in a, in a society where we sit so much is the loss of balance, uh, the, the tendency to start losing your balance, having near falls or full falls, uh, simply because of stiffness in the ankles and stiffness in the neck, believe it or not. Simply mobilizing those two areas of the body can dramatically reduce uh, your chances of falling. And we don't even realize it's happening. You know, you yeah, know. I want to turn my neck around as you talk. I'm like wiggling my ankles like, am I getting stiff? Am I losing balance? But, you know, one of the big issues is because you mentioned that muscle loss and bone loss and the big risk for falling is fracturing, hip fractures or back fractures, you name it. <clears throat> Once people wind up having something like that, particularly hip fractures, you know, 50% of people who have a hip fracture over the age of 65 never get back to their previous walking status. The older you get, those percentages go down. And that affects your ability 
ability to live independently. So really, not having good balance, even if you don't, even if you don't even know if you're good or not, can really have lifelong effects later on. So how would I know if I was one of those folks? How would I know if my balance was off a little bit? Is there a simple way I can figure this out at home? You know, there are a number of fairly simple tests. Uh, you do, you know, word of the wise here, a little common sense goes a long ways. You know, doing something like a, a balance test on yourself, if you aren't sure if you have bad balance, you know, you're going to end up hurting idea. yourself doing the balance test. Right. And this is one of the challenges that we face. Uh, we're here today talking about the medical gym. One of the many facets of the medical gym is that we offer courses and small group classes as well as one-on-one sessions to work on balance. But as you can imagine, if you get a group of people together that are going to, all going to do balanced, challenging exercises, there's a safety issue. And so we require folks to come in ahead of time and just take five minutes with one of our medical fitness professionals to do a balanced screen where they can actually hang on to you and make sure you're safe while you do the screen. Uh, having said that, a very simple test is just to try and stand on one leg. Uh, if you can stand on one leg uh, without losing your balance, having to touch the ground with the other foot or hang on to anything with your hands for 20 seconds, then you're considered within normal limits as far as your balance is concerned. That's only one aspect of balance. That's static balance or you know standing in one place. There's also issues where people will trip frequently and that there are coordination issues that can also affect it. So. So if you can do your 20 seconds and you notice that when you walk, do you like, do you ever test somebody? I mean, do the drunk test, you know, the walk in the straight mm-hmm. line. Is mm-hmm. that one of the ways to see if you have mobile balance that's not static? There's, that's, that's exactly what we do. It, it really feels very much like a, a, a drunk driving test. Um, we do a number of, of maneuvers with the eyes open, with the eyes closed. Um, for our uh, a little more highly tuned folks, we're going to have them stand on one leg and swing the other leg. Uh, oh, you just call that dynamic standing challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know what I'm going to do when I go home. I'm going to stand on one foot, swing the other leg and and hold on to something around me just in case. Yeah. And if you can get 20 swings of the opposite leg that without losing your balance, then, then that's better than good balance. And and then if you really want to challenge it, close your eyes. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to start off with the basics (laughs) and then I'll work myself up. So, so these are some of the things that you would assess. What is the difference between, you know, a medical gym versus, going to a regular gym that you might join. Is there something unique about it? And you've alluded to it already saying, you know what, if you've got an issue, we're going to work on some of these potentially age-related changes, but also things that you can improve no matter how old you are. What is what is the definition of medical gym? Well, what we've tried to do is to take, you know, I, I started Orthosport as a physical therapy clinic, and that's all we did initially was provide physical therapy services. But we were continually running into folks who would injure themselves. They'd have a tendonitis in their shoulder or pull their hamstring, you know, strain their calf, hurt their back. And we'd get them better. And they'd go off and they'd go do their weekend warrior thing or maybe go back to the 24-hour fitness down the street and and try to get back into their workout. And they'd end up revolving door right back in again with the same injury more often than not. Um, And it was it's frustrating because you want, as a medical provider, you really so desperately want your your patients to do well and to it's almost like we're in business to put ourselves out of business. We want to you you to be independent and functional and do what you want to do and not need us anymore. We teach you the exercises, we teach you the stretches and and then you know we hope that you're able to continue on your own. Unfortunately, that's just not always possible, and so what we found was that if we started offering the physical the physical therapists would put on a different hat and offer personal training services. 
for folks who wanted to continue coming and be under the guidance of somebody who knows a little bit more, a little more orthopedic savvy, a little more neurologic understanding than your average trainer in a gym. And we kind of evolved from there to uh, when, when we had a little more space to work with, we started um, bringing into our family uh, key wellness providers. We had uh, folks who were interested in dietary changes that might also help. Uh, and there's, there's so much crossover between your physical health and your dietary habits. Oh, you are what you eat. And doesn't that just scare you? Well, maybe it, not you, but well. <laughs> that's a scary thing. You know, the more I hear that phrase, the more I really recognize that's really true. You really are what you eat. So you're right. There's a definite. And how you eat changes how you feel. Because depending on what your digestive system is like, depending on what you put in your body, you might feel really great someday, do great with your exercise, and then not so great the other day and wind up being really, really challenged. So you added that component of the nutrition as well. Right. So we we got a nutritionist and a dietitian in-house. And and we also recognize the value of, of stress reduction, relaxation, and managing all kinds of other barriers to wellness, things like depression and anxiety that, that get in the way. And it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it, you know that if you are able to be fit and exercise, you're going to lower your stress level. You're going to potentially decrease the level of anxiety in your life and or uh, even it, it can be used to treat depression. Uh, we have some psych- psychologists, psychiatrists that will refer patients in because they're depressed simply to get them moving and get them exercising because we know that there's a chemical mixture, a chemical soup that, that evolves in your body when you, when you exercise that's very beneficial for your brain. So, you know, we, we got the medical fitness professionals. They're, they're going to be trainers who are not physical therapists, but they have advanced degrees, a bachelor's degree in some exercise-related science. We have a number of uh, kinesiologists. Uh, we have athletic trainers, physical therapy assistants. And all of these people are functioning as personal trainers at a very advanced level and because they have the understanding of how the body works, particularly in the presence of injury or, or issues, other health-related issues that would stop you from just go to the local gym and jump on a treadmill. All right, and we're going to get a greater understanding about more about some of the offerings in a medical gym and why there might be some excellent ideas that all of us, some take-home ideas that we could all use as we go home and try our balance exercises. I promise <laughs> I'm going to do that, Dr. Turner. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. We're here with Dr. Michael Turner, and we will from Orthosport, we'll be right back after this quick break. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, locations, Nohea Gallery, and Straub Medical Center. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Mike Turner. He is head of Orthosport, and this is a medically oriented gym. You know, you've you've combined the two things that I often tell people about. People often say to me, you know, what's, what is a personal trainer? What is a physical therapist? How do I know how to go to either one? And I'll often tell patients, you know, if you have a problem in your body, you've strained your back or you have a knee problem, physical therapy can help get you back to where you were or as close as possible. But personal training can take you to the next level, maybe get you somewhere even better than you thought you could be. That really 
Sometimes what happens is people go and do therapy, they feel better. And as you mentioned, they might re-injure themselves doing an activity that they really thought they were doing correctly and wind up setting themselves back. So in order to help with that long-term sustainability and that exercise and activity that is the most appropriate to help the body to heal and get stronger, we often need some more direction and or just need someone to tell us we're doing this activity the right way or we're engaging the right muscles. And then you add that other aspect of nutrition and stress reduction. Totally correct. I mean, there have been done studies that have shown that doing exercise every day actually can give you the same level of endorphins and improvement in your overall medical sense of well-being as taking low-dose antidepressants. I mean, and there's no side effects to exercise if you do it correctly. Lots of side effects to some antidepressants. Lots of reasons why people would want to take part in this. Tell me a little bit about a success story. Do you have someone that you can think of that has gone through this process, found a value in what's going on at Orthosport, and has done something amazing that surprised everybody. Oh gosh, we have I think we have success stories on a daily basis. It's be, because we have a, a clientele that are uh, often starting coming from a place of physical therapy. They're they they you know, they are so debilitated. I mean, you know, spinal cord injuries. Um we have a number of of folks with Parkinson's disease that come and use our gym regularly. Um, and off the top of my head, I can think of two or three right now that are participating in in a boxing program. For, for Parkinson's. And you, you typically, I don't know if, you, if all of our listeners really know what a, a, a park person with Parkinson's presents like, what they, how they move, but they're very stiff. They shuffle when they walk. They have a really hard time initiating movement and moving normally uh, without tending to, to stutter step and, and frequently fall. Um, so you picture that and trying to get somebody to boxing. <laughs> I mean, boxing is a pretty vigorous, dynamic activity. And, uh, you know, there, so this is just one aspect of, of the type of thing that we're able to do in a small group setting where we get these people with Parkinson's in there. We, we have them put on their boxing gloves and we shadow box, basically. They're, they're not necessarily hitting each other. Well, that's but, good to know. But the trainers, I'm just picturing this yeah, thing. You know. Oh, no. Uh, and, and if their balance is, is not secure, then they have a family member, a friend, a neighbor who will come with them, and we call them their corner man. You know, they'll hang on to them with a gate belt and allow them to really engage. And you would not believe the improvement, the, the ease with which these people begin to move after participating in a rhythmic High, large amplitude motion, and, and th- this is kind of where we bring together the science of studying Parkinson's disease and how applying specific types of activity can change the neurology of the disease, the, the way that the nervous system functions in your body. And so when you see people shuffling in and stuttering in and, and having a really hard time moving, and within a few weeks, they're moving so much better. I mean, it's it's unreal the feeling that goes through you when you see how smooth these folks begin to move. And it's not the miracle cure for every single person. And yes, of course, it matters. How long have you been dealing with this disease, you know? But the sooner you get into it, the, the faster you're going to start to curb the progression of it. And it's with Parkinson's and with everything else, arthritis. I mean, we see this constantly with people who are facing an impending joint replacement surgery. Their doctors told them, you know, you're going to... You're going to have to get this joint replaced pretty soon, you know, and, and, and you may as well just, just get, get your mind in that, in that mindset. If they can start doing things now to lose a little weight, increase the strength and stability of that joint, they, we've had people put off joint replacements for five or ten years. Um, and not by grinning and bearing it. 
but actually their knee starts to feel that much better just because they never tried uh, exercising to lose weight and improve their strength. And I think that there's a mindset that comes along with aging that is, oh, I'm too old for that now. It's too late for me to do that. You know, I should have started this 20 years ago. And that is complete bunk. I mean, it's just not the it's truth. It's never too late. It, it's absolutely never too late. And and you can back it up years. You, know, you have what we call your... your um, your fitness age. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, now that scares me. Okay. So it's like your actual your age, your physical age, age and, and your, your fitness, fitness age. age. You know, like how, how your heart and your blood pressure and your strength and flexibility, what age of a person does that actually equate to? And we've seen people able to regress their, their functional age, so to speak, by, by 10, 15 years just in their, per, per, their physical performance. And you would do that test maybe initially, assess them, say, here is your functional age, and let's work yeah. on this and show – I mean, because sometimes it's hard to actually show progression for people mm -hmm. and show them that, yeah, it really is helping because for some people it may be weight loss. For other yeah. people it may just be fitness level. So unless there's something objective to measure, we're in a society where everybody's measuring everything with their, with their Fitbits and their various mm -hmm. different devices – if you don't have that capacity to measure it, sometimes it's harder to know if it's happening. So you can actually physically do this, reassess someone after a few months and say, hey, look at how important this is. Look at how much better you're doing. Yeah, I, I think you really just hit on one of the key things. You said you asked earlier, what is a medical gym? What makes it different from a regular gym down the street? And it's essentially a, a tailored, supervised fitness experience where you're going to take a person and put them through an hour or two of, of evaluation, not only of their personal goals, you know, hey, I want to lose some weight, I want to look good in a bathing suit, but their, their functional goals, their life goals. Yeah, I want to be able to, to walk farther before I get tired and out of breath. I want to be able to play with my grandkids. I want to be able to run the, uh, in the marathon this year and, and complete it. I mean, everybody has different levels of goals and and when you come in, and everybody's got baggage, too. Everybody has issues that they've, injuries that they've accumulated through life up to this point, things that they know are going to get in the way. And so we try to sit them down with a, a health coach, is what we call it, and, and take them through the, the biometrics of their, their fitness level for their cardiorespiratory system. We call it the VO2 max, how, much, how, much, how efficiently your body uses oxygen their flexibility, their strength, any orthopedic issues that they're dealing with, any neurologic issues they're dealing with. And we pull all of that information together. And then quarterly, while they're working with us, they're actually coming to the gym. It's a gym, just like other gyms, except that there are these, uh, what we call them medical fitness trainers rather than just personal trainers, because they've got that medical edge. And they're on the floor working with you and guiding you and there's, they're programming for you as well. They're structuring what you do and keeping it changing frequently enough that it doesn't get stale and that you, your body continues responding to the training stimulus uh, rather than just go through the same old routine over and over and over. And every quarter, we reevaluate. We look at those same biometrics again, and we've had people who, who would lose 10 pounds of fat uh, and gain 6 pounds of muscle, and, and to the, it only looks like they've only lost 4 pounds. 
But in fact, they've completely changed their body structure. Absolutely. All right. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Mike Turner of Orthosport. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what sort of benefits there might be if you've got some medical concerns that make you a little scared to go to your local gym, or even if you just decided, hey, you'd like to get some more medical input on how you can make your body stronger. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to the St. Andrews Schools, which includes the Priory School for Girls, the Prep for Boys, and Queen Emma Preschool. I listen to Hawaii Public Radio for the news because it brings us closer to the world around us couldn't begin my day or end my day without knowing what's happening in the world. And being here in the middle of the Pacific, it's comforting to know that there is the world out there and that we can hear all their news. Member-supported Hawaii Public Radio. Radio with vision. Listen and see. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Ekahi Ornish Lifestyle Medicine, Hawaii Pacific University, and Ulupono Initiative. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here with Dr. Mike Turner of Orthosport. We're talking about medical gyms. What does this mean? Is your doctor at your gym with you? And if so, what kind of medical expertise can you get when you're working out? Well, I got to tell you, Dr. Mike, I have been humbled beyond belief when I have gone and thinking I'm using those machines and my body looks like that little stick figure on the machine and someone comes and says, you're using it wrong. And I'm like, I'm following the picture. No, you're not. So even, you know, and I think that I'm kind of a smart person, although I clearly don't exercise enough. But, you know, when I go, I'm like, I know how to use this machine. I know what to do. And I'm always humbled because when I ask a professional, they tell me you're not doing it correctly. You need to move the seat up two inches or move this back a little bit because they can look to see what I'm doing and see where I'm going wrong. That often we think we know exactly how to do stuff at the gym. And if you've ever injured yourself while exercising, it's not because you're not a smart person. And it may not be because you lifted something that was too heavy. You might have done it the wrong way. So we've talked about Parkinson's as an example, osteoarthritis as an example. Are there other types of particular medical conditions that you have found this approach works really well with? You know, the the approach that we take with most of our activities is going to be, uh, we call it a functional medicine approach or functional fitness. And the, the, the word functional has become really, really big in, in our industry, uh, both physical therapy and the fitness industry. Uh, and I, you bring up an interesting point with the machine concept in that, honestly, if you come into a, a, a medical gym, you're, you're not going to see machines everywhere. It's a lot of big open floor space, and it looks like a giant monkey bar uh, apparatus. And basically, it's using the way your body moves to create a very efficient workout and to do it using normal body movements like squatting, lunging, pushing, pulling rather than a lineup of all these machines that just isolate one little muscle at a time and take you a long time to go through and get any kind of an efficient workout. 
So that's the first thing is that we, we really approach it functionally. And then if you take conditions, that orthopedic conditions, there are so many that we are able to help people with. We work with a tremendous number of runners. Um, uh, runner's knee is probably one of the most common things that we're going to be seeing coming into the gym, especially as the marathon approaches. And we're able to show people and, and how, to, how to strengthen the muscles that support the leg and the knee in such a way that it's really not going to be traumatized when they run. But then we take it farther than that. It's not just about the exact exercise, quote-unquote, that you're doing, but we're also going to take the science of sport and apply it to your situation. We are going to do a a slow-motion video analysis of your running gait, and we're going to look at exactly how your foot is striking the ground relative to the rest of your body. And if you're doing it, and there are very key indicators that we know – if, if you're reaching too far in front of your body with a straight knee and landing on your heel, you are going to have knee pain, whether or not you have it now or whether it's going to happen six months from now because it takes that long for you to wear the cartilage out on the back of your kneecap. So we will work with you then in a functional capacity. We'll, our trainers will actually take you out and run if that's what you do, and we'll, we'll model for you how to run, how to change your stride to make it a more biomechanically sound gait. So that's just one example of, of the more the sportier side, you know, of, of the type of thing that we do uh, on a routine basis. Well, and really the key that I could think of is how do you make all of these things that someone is learning sustainable? I mean, it's one thing to go to a location to do these exercises and activities and be monitored. But I would assume that you also give people homework or things they should do at home to keep learning, to keep working on this process. It can't just be, you know, you don't learn piano by only going to lessons with the teacher and then never practicing at home. There is an element of practice that you want to do. So how do you make some of these activities more sustainable for the individual? Well, first of all, we we try to meet people where they are. And we're going to, the first question we're going to ask them is, you know, what is your availability? How much time are you willing to commit to doing this in a week? Because we can structure a program for somebody that's going to, going to be three days a week for an hour or six days six days a week for an hour you know or, or you know, there, there's going to be a, a bare minimum investment to have any impact at all i would say that let fewer than two hours a week you're really kind of whistling in the dark <laughs> if you're not exercising at least two hours a week you're, you're not going to get much much out of it um but essentially if you we mentioned functional fitness a bit ago And I think that one of the amazing things about functional fitness and the type of exercises that we teach people with functional fitness training is that you're able to do it anywhere. It's really, we call it body weight training in a lot. You've seen, you know, boot camps in the park, that kind of a thing. That's functional fitness. But it doesn't have to be super crazy intense. It doesn't have to be the kind of thing that causes injury. And I, I, I'm, I'm reluctant to bring up boot camps because sometimes those things in people's mind, they automatically associate it with like this drill sergeant and this super intense thing that, that, that hurts people. So, you know, we, we, we will gear it towards things that you can do in your living room, in your driveway, at the park down the street, or you can come into the gym and do it. Most of our folks are coming in at least once a week to meet with a medical fitness trainer to be taken through their paces and shown how to progress it a little bit or just how to change it up to keep variety and to keep your body guessing, to keep your body a little bit off guard, which is how you stimulate the body to improve. Um, But then they may come once a week for a one-on-one session, followed up by two or three times a week that they go through that routine independently in whatever venue is available to them before they come on back and we reprogram it a little bit, change it up just a bit. 
Well, and that's really the key is to give people an opportunity to be able to do this in their house or when they travel or somewhere that doesn't have to require a lot of equipment. Because although the equipment is wonderful, it may actually keep them from doing things they could do regularly. Even if it's not one hour, it could be three spurts of 20 minutes in their home, depending on their circumstances. So it sounds like there really is a goal to be flexible. And as you mentioned, meet people where they're at. If you want to come in and use all the fancy equipment, we've got that. But there were for a long time before I before I expanded to include the functional training facility that we have now, we did a program called the Gym Without Walls, and it was basically body weight and rubber tubing. And you know that is honestly all you really need to be to become super super healthy and fit. All right. Well, I want to thank you. We are going to have to talk some more and hear from some of your clients and maybe have another discussion about all the different ways that people can improve using fitness and exercise. I want to thank you, Dr. Mike Turner from Orthosport. How can people find you? Well, we're at www.orthosport.com. That sounds pretty easy. So go to the website and we'll also post it on our Facebook page. Our engineer is David Chong. Our executive producer is Bethann Koslovich. And Dr. Kathleen Kozak, we will be looking into orthosport. I think it's a great opportunity to combine both what I do from the medical professional and also from you from the physical therapy fitness professional, ways that we can all work together to really make this happen. So you mentioned it's orthosport.com. You can't get easier than that. And we will have that posted on our website as well. You can take a look at hpr.com. We'll see you next week.